This segment is brought to you by Matt Bates for Movement Mortgage, NMLS number 844154. Movement Mortgage supports equal housing opportunity, NMLS number 39179, nmlsconsumeraccess.org. You're locked into the Despirito Team Real Estate Show with host and top realtor Emilio Despirito on News Radio 920 and 1047 FM. We're talking with industry leaders about real estate trends, money making tips, and advice on buying and selling the American dream. Now, here's Emilio Despirito. Hey, thanks for tuning in. I'm Emilio Despirito, and you're going to be here with me and my guests for the next 45 minutes to about an uh, actually about an hour. And uh, we're really excited today. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of opportunity happening out there in the markets. And whenever everybody is doom and gloom and this and that, we look for the the opportunities, the silver lining and everything. And we're going to talk with you about that, you know, and um, I'm excited for that every week to be here with you and to have on top guests like our, our next guest here, who is Matt Bates of Movement Mortgage. Matt is one of the most humble, down to earth, amazing guys but he's an all-star. He's also like one of the top loan originators here in New England. He covers Connecticut, Florida, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island, uh, and covers uh, you know mortgages for homeowners and investors alike. And Matt is with Movement Mortgage. So Matt, welcome to the program. Thank you. Uh, glad to be here. And uh, how are you doing? Good, man. Very good. It's It's been busy, uh, very busy. Phone's been ringing a lot. I know that you you're working with several of our clients right now. You just got another offer accepted, um, and one of the the questions that comes up, even from the most experienced buyers, Matt, is what is the difference between interest rates and APR? And I thought that was a really great topic for you to bring up today. Yeah, um, uh, in today's day and age uh, and the current market conditions mortgage companies are charging points more often than not right now. And um, the reason that mortgage companies charge points is to to uh, have the buyer get a better interest rate. So a point, one point, the math is one point equals 1% of the loan amount. So if you're borrowing $300,000 to purchase a new home, one point is $3,000 gets added to your closing costs. Makes sense. And that one point you can buy down an interest rate. So it, it's a, it's, it's not, it's not for everybody. Uh, I'm not a big fan of points. I don't start out uh, with a, a qualifying anybody on charging them points. Um, and, but what it does is it allows us uh, mortgage companies to give better interest rates by charging all this money at the closing table for out-of-pocket ex- closing costs. And essentially the APR is a, it's one number that is a summary of all the charges that you're getting charged as a buyer to get that particular rate. So let's say you ha- you call three different lenders and all the lenders are at 6% for an interest rate, which is not, that's that's a very realistic number right now, but each lender has a different APR. One APR is almost 6%, maybe 6.1%. Another APR is 6.5%. Another APR is almost 7%. That means that the person that's, the bank that's charging 7% APR for a 6% interest rate is mm-hmm. way more in closing costs than the bank that 
is almost closer close to six or six and a half. So when you're shopping between, it's, you should utilize your APR to shop between mortgage companies to see who's giving you the best closing cost for one particular rate. How, so, how do they spread the APR over time? Is it a one-time payment or an annual it- percentage rate? So, yep. so, and, and it incorporates closing costs, mortgage insurance, um, it, all the charges that a buyer is to get charged to close a real estate transaction. So when you, if you're a buyer that's interested in shopping, you shop using the APR versus the interest rate, because a lot of banks out there can give you a better interest rate. But if the APR is really, really high, that yeah. means that you got a great interest rate and that might be the what you care about, but you just really got charged expensive fees. So interest rates and closing costs are direct marriage to each other. The, the more that you pay in closing costs, the more that the, the better the interest rate gets. Yes. So you 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 need to keep that in mind and you can't just be focused about interest rate. You have to be focused about what's the cost to get that rate. And somebody that's walking away with six and a half but very, very little closing costs might be in a better position than someone that's working away with six and has ridiculous closing costs. And we all know that real estate transactions are very expensive as it is. So what is the, you know, why spend any more when you could be using that money towards paying down debt or buying new furniture for your home or putting it back into the house to remodel or, you know, spruce it up as far as painting and refinishing hardwoods. And there's a lot to do when you buy a new house. And if you're getting charged thousands of dollars in closing costs, it's going to make it harder to accomplish what you probably are set out to do when you bought that house. Like, Oh, I want to, you know, paint this room blue. Like and it's a, it's a green right now. You want to put a painted, painted blue. If you spend all your money with the bank and getting, trying to get a better interest rate, you're going to run out of funds quick. Now there are some savvy buyers out there. There are very prepared buyers out there that have hundreds of thousands of dollars and they can afford to play the math out and do the math equation. But Unfortunately, what I'm seeing out there is that a lot of buyers are just focused on the interest rate and they come to me with an estimate from another bank where, you know, they got a great rate of five and a half percent or five point seven five percent, which is below the market rate right now. But they're getting charged three point three and a half points. That's like ten thousand dollars in closing costs for a rate that's not that much better than if you didn't pay any points at all. So. And what I'm seeing is that mortgage companies and loan officers, they're starting out quoting people low interest rates with high points and not educating them about what that means. Mm-hmm. And they're saying, hey, go with us. My, our rate is 5.75, which is a quarter point lower than the market rate. We're beating that bank. But yet I'm looking at it, the, the the fine details and it's three points. It's like you're paying 10 grand to get that money, you know, to get that, get that rate. And you have to look at the APR. So I'll say, I'll show you my APR. That's what's going to dictate how much, you know, how to shop between mortgage companies is to use the APR. You find that that gets confusing for a lot of consumers, you know, because we, we're all so focused on interest rates, you know, and then you start right. throwing APR in, you find that people are like the kind of lose their their attention at that point. 
Uh, no, not when you're talking. I don't find. I, it, the thing is, is it took me a while to understand it too. <laughs> you know, I'm out here doing the job all day, and uh, it, it took me. You know, we're going on 12 years or whatever now, so I've been doing it long enough to know what it is. But oh yeah. <clears throat> um, but when I first started, it took me a long time to figure out what that meant. So I get it. Uh, I can get it. It can be confusing. But when I find that when buyers start to realize that this is their money and their house and, you know, their loan and they need to take it serious, they put the time in to figure it out and they just need someone to help on explain it. And a lot of a lot of my competition would think that it's uh, like some sort of. I'm committing suicide by t- educating buyers on how to shop my mortgage. Like if yeah. I, if I teach them what an APR is and I teach them how to shop a mortgage, that means that I've just taught them how to essentially sh- shop me to get a better deal. But the, I take the mindset that um, I don't want to write the mortgage unless you're getting the best deal. You know, mm-hmm. if, if there is truly a bank out there that's going to do better on customer service, loan products, interest rate, closing mm-hmm. costs, availability, then you know what, you go for it because uh, I don't want to take second place. I want to, you know, I want to, I want to be, I want to be the loan officer that you, you truly believe it was the right decision because I helped you learn about these things that are really important as a homeowner. And uh, I think I, I think I win a lot of, a lot of, a lot of the competition that way. And I, I just think that's the best way to do business. Man, I would rather a hundred percent even pay a premium for somebody that number one knows what they're doing. Number two returns my calls. Like I'm interviewing CPAs right now, my you know um, accountants, and when I when I go to work with any professional, I always level them up. I get not level them up. How can I put it? I okay. I rate them. I compare them against other professionals like you that I've surrounded myself with, like you, Greg Rice, John LaPointe, very high level, high producing, high energy people that get back to you. They get you answers, they're solutions oriented. And I gotta tell you, I've been so damn disappointed out there trying to find an accountant, trying to find an accountant that knows number one what they're doing number two that that gets back to you in time so when you're talking about being transparent to people giving them a great deal being um you know educating them doing all of these things bro this is this is why i personally do business with you and this is why every one of our clients raves about you because of all of that i love the fact that you're over here teaching us how to shop your mortgages because guess what that makes you the trusted source. And that's why you're here on this program. And that's why we do what we do. And that's why we get the calls we get. Well, we, I have a lot of confidence in movement mortgage. I have to, I do have to give it to them that I, I, you know, they are very, very, very buyer aware, buyer centric, buyer positive, buyer education, buyer everything. So, you know, if we're, because I'm, um, supported and backed by a great, amazing company, great bosses, great coworkers, great, you know, assistants and team members and all that. Um, you know, I got nothing to hide. And a lot of times more, there's a lot of mortgage companies that aren't our loan officers in particular that aren't blessed as much as I am with the support that I got that they have to, you know, 
why why are we talking about APR? You know, let's talk about the house. You know, it's like, well, you gotta talk about APR. To, you know, you gotta talk about it. But APRs are conf- can be very confusing and it also can be very, very simple. And it and it depends on how you know how you how you register it and as you're learning about it. But quite simply, you can use if if you've got three different quotes from three different mortgage companies at all at the same rate and different APRs. The lower APR means that you're getting a better deal as long as that person can pick up the phone and get the job done. <laughs> 100%. I, I got to tell you, if you're listening and you're interested in in learning more about you know the difference between interest rates, APR, working on getting ready to purchase a home, a second home, an investment property, whatever it is, you're going to want to reach out to Matt Bates of Movement Mortgage. Easy website to remember, therimortgageguy.com. So easy, the rimortgageguy.com. It's got a nice ring to it. So you don't even have to write it down. You just remember it, but write it down if you'd like. The rimortgageguy.com. Go on there. Let them know you heard him here on the Desperado Team Real Estate Show. Matt, I'd like to thank you for your time today. Appreciate you so much, man. Appreciate you guys too. Yeah, um, and uh, we'll see you again soon. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to be right back here in a couple minutes with Bobby Paglarini of Pristine Lawn Care. He's got some fantastic tips for you. Stay tuned. This segment was brought to you by Movement Mortgage. Now back to the Despirito Team Real Estate Show on News Radio 920 and 104.7 FM. Also available as a podcast on iHeartRadio. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. I'm Emilio Desperado, and this is your show all about real estate, right? So I'm excited to be here with you today each and every single week. Make sure to like us on Facebook, facebook.com backslash Desperado team. You can watch all the videos, subscribe to our YouTube channel, SoundCloud, listen to us on iHeartRadio. We are everywhere. We've got on some fantastic guests today. We have Matt Bates of Movement Mortgage joining us on this segment with our good friend here, Bobby Paglarini, the co-owner of Pristine Lawn Care. And uh, we've got some great information today for you. And Bobby, great topic, man. And nobody wants to talk about this type of stuff, but I love it. And it's the importance of having insurance as a landscaping company and what that means for you as a consumer versus dealing with somebody with maybe a couple lawnmowers in the back of their truck that just does this versus you know, a company like Pristine Lawn Care who is fully insured and uh, and and ready to rock and roll. So, Bobby, thanks for being here with us today. Thank you, Amelia. You're welcome, man. So, so what is it, man? Like, what type of insurance are you guys carrying? Because you're doing some pretty big projects. You have hundreds of clients all over the place. Curious to hear your thoughts on this. Yeah. So, uh, and I appreciate what you said in the beginning about insurance just not being something that people want to talk about. Uh, I'm on, you know, the same boat, not something that I get super excited about either. Our insurance policy isn't anything extravagant or crazy. It's your standard million dollar uh, liability insurance. And then you also want to have that million dollar coverage for your, your equipment and your employees. We also have an umbrella policy, so something we recommend for all companies, whether you're a, a property owner or a business owner, uh, is having an additional million dollars in an umbrella policy. It's mm-hmm. very, very little, maybe a couple hundred dollars, but it gives you that extra pack uh, padding. God forbid something were to happen or you get yourself in a hairy situation. Um, and, and those things, it's just stuff that some landscapers 
they just don't do, whether they cheap out on or they don't know about it. But it's it's very, very important because one incident can can seriously mess mess up your, your business as well as affect other people, more importantly. Oh, God. Yeah. I want to know if, if, if you've, you know, seen any nightmares happen out there with, you know, with landscaping, landscaping companies or even your own where yeah. there wasn't the right amount of insurance and, 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 and a large mess happened. Have you seen anything out there? Well, we've had um, we've had issues that have happened to us. And then we've also had stories that we've heard of other people. Uh, fortunately for us, we are always licensed and insured. But I mean, things happen, right? Like guys uh, will be weed whacking. And we picked up a new client on the east side over by Brown. Really? First job we were doing, we, we broke a window. It was like a $2,000 window. I never even would expect windows would cost that much, right? But yeah, instead of, fun. you know, a company that might not have insurance or uh, guys that are a little less ethical, they might turn their head. They might try and point the finger somewhere else, say it wasn't them with us. You know, because we know we're protected, because we train our guys the right way, it's a knock on the door, apologize about the situation, and then we run it through and get it fixed right away. Um, I love it. Other companies, to answer that second part of your question, we have seen where there was uh, an old client of ours in Smithfield before we picked them up. They had somebody trimming their shrubs and bushes. He actually trimmed his finger, almost cut his entire finger off. He ended up suing the homeowners because he was working on their property and he didn't have proper insurance. But apparently, I don't know, uh, you know, all the semantics of it, but they ended up having to fight and protect themselves from a guy that they hired to do work who hurt himself. Uh, and that's kind of like an example of how not having proper protection, but also ethical people on your property can come back and haunt you. Oh man, dude. So imagine that. So you're working, not you, but this guy is working. He cuts his finger off trimming bushes Basically. on someone's lawn and he's the business owner and he cut his own finger off and he wants to sue them. Yeah. It was actually a subcontractor of the company. Um, so yeah, it got, a, it got a little hairy and the homeowner, you know, luckily it's like no, no one lost their house or their car or anything, but it's the headaches and it's the time and it's the money that people have to unnecessarily spend that caused the frustration. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's probably one of the more crazy ones that I've heard where I kind of just shook my head at, you know what I mean? Where it's like, if you just do the basics, you'll be protected. Um, but sometimes common sense isn't so common as we know. Bobby, nothing surprises. I, I see Matt's face smiling over here. I mean, nothing, <laughs> nothing surprises us. We, you know, we deal with all sorts of, of things that just pop up in, in real estate. And that's why we love having um, having you here from the landscaping side um, and just, just hearing these stories, kind of hearing where you're coming from. But I agree. And I feel, I got to tell you, there's a huge peace of mind working with professionals that are just that, are professional, are covered. I know when you're doing my lawn care and stuff at my house that I'm all set. Like if you guys, if you guys break something or bust something, I mean, first off, I'll laugh because I'm not that kind of person, you know, and second off, I know it's going to get replaced or it's going to get fixed. And it's just life, man. Say love V. Remember all the, I I was a land, I I worked for a landscaping company when I was in college and I can just remember all the, the, the wild stuff that can happen in a in a heartbeat like that <laughs> yeah. so. oh man crazy yeah 
Awesome stuff. So, Bobby, so if somebody wants to, what, can you tell us real quick the service areas that you cover here in Rhode Island? Because we got listeners all in Rhode Island, Massachusetts, Connecticut. We got people all over. I know you guys do hardscapes. You do everything. Can you let us know those service areas that you cover? Yeah, for sure. So we are, uh, you know, I say all of Rhode Island, but I guess that's a little white lie. We go as far north as Winsocket, so as far north as the state allows. <clears throat> we go as far east as East Providence, so as far east as the state allows. Uh, and then we go about as far south as South Kingston. Anything after that, if it's a bigger uh, one-time job, we'll definitely go down there and service it. But for reoccurring clients, it's a little bit out of our, uh, our territory because our shop is based uh, and located in Johnston. And then we go as far west as Chapachet. Uh, similar thing with South Kingston, right? Like we'll go out there for, for bigger jobs, one-time jobs, but the reoccurring maintenance, it's a little bit out of our territory. Um, and yeah, like what you said, hardscaping. And then this time of year, really just cleanups and snow management is the things we're focusing on. But we're also here to offer all of your basic lawn care needs as well. Awesome. Love it. All right. Good stuff, Bobby. Thank you so much. And yeah. if you reach out to Bobby, please do. You can reach him at either 401-719-6884 or pristinelawncareinc.com. Pristinelawncareinc.com. I can't recommend this guy enough. He's fantastic. And his whole crew is polite. And I, you know what? One quick thing I want to say, Bobby, when you were talking about how your crew member broke a window on the east side, he immediately went and knocked on the door. Yes, I did this. You know what? Accountability is a rare thing and it's a wonderful thing. And, and this is why you're here. This is why you're on this program. This is why I appreciate you so much, Bobby. Thank you very much. PristineLawnCareInc.com. Give them a shout. Hardscapes, landscaping. They do the whole nine. Check them out. Good stuff. I'd like to thank you for being here. Matt, thanks for being here as well, too. Guys, stay tuned. We're going to be right back in a couple minutes. This is the Desperado Team Real Estate Show brought to you by Christine Lawn Care. Now back to the Despirito Team Real Estate Show on News Radio 920 and 1047 FM. Also available as a podcast on iHeartRadio. Hey, thanks for joining us. I'm Emilio Desperado. This is your show all about real estate. We've had a couple of great guests on so far and uh, really happy to be here with you every week. You know what? I know this show does not go on without number one, our sponsors. Number two, of course, our listeners in no given order, right? Um, I mean, it just takes a whole team and our producers, our production, everybody. And we're going on well over 400 shows here on iHeartRadio, which is just unbelievable to me when I think about that. And the people that I've met through here, really, it blows my mind, right? How many different wonderful people I've met and became friends with and uh, worked with over the years. So I want to thank these people. I want to give a shout out to my friend Mark out in Foster, Rhode Island. He's one of our listeners and he happens to be friends with some of my family members and now myself too. It's just so weird, such a small world. So Mark, if you're listening out there, I'd like to thank you, your whole family for the support, what you guys do, what you're all about. Thank you. And also Pam and Mike out of East Greenwich who contacted me uh, you know, uh, last week to potentially help them as well with something. So Thank you guys so much uh, for listening, for tuning in, for reaching out. And if you're listening and you need any kind of help at all, you can call me anytime, even if it's just a recommendation for a local business. I like to support small businesses. I like to support veterans. I like to support great causes here in Rhode Island. And we like to keep things going 
and 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 going you know uh, and giving you optimum results even if it's not real estate involved okay so 401 359 2338 again 401 359 2338 and uh, happy to point you in any which way uh, as far as the right direction you need to go so um very quickly because we got mike auger coming on in a couple minutes to talk about um home inspections and what to use a report for and what to not use a report for i want to let you know if you are a seller and you're putting your home on the market and you're getting ready to do so that it's smart to get your home prepared and ready to rock and roll and have it in, I call it showroom ready condition, if possible. Okay. Uh, meaning, you know, if you have, if you have some things going on with your home, you're not sure why they're happening. Let's say if you have like mold in your basement area, you don't know where the water's coming from. It's good to do your due diligence and figure that out and potentially cure that issue before listing your property. Okay. And one of the ways you can do that is with a pre-list home inspection. All right. I mean, think about it. When we go buy a car, they do like a, what, a 72 point inspection or whatever it is. Well, why not do that as well and offer that to buyers? You're probably going to actually, even if you don't want to fix the stuff up, and I know it sounds crazy, you're going to be transparent. The buyer is going to know what they're getting into and they're going to be more comfortable purchasing and you're going to get more for that property, right? The other thing too, with doing a pre-list home inspection, and I, and I suggest Mike Auger as well. He's definitely one of the go-to home inspectors here in Rhode Island. The realtors trust him. They know him. They know the brand. They know him, Patriot Home Inspections. And we can go through this list and we can say, hey, listen, we suggest for you to fix A, B, C, D. Look, you've you've got a heating system, which is on its last leg. You should probably replace that if you can, okay? Because there's certain types of mortgages, FHA, VA, Rhode Island Housing, uh, USDA, these types of loans don't go through if there's not a heating system, okay? So it's just one quick example. This is a much longer conversation. Everybody's situation is different. So it's not one size fits all. It's not one solution fits all. Your situation may be different than your neighbors or than somebody else's that we've worked with. So we're going to come up with tailored solutions for you to get optimum results when you are selling your home in this market. Okay. Whether you're a luxury property on the ocean, we specialize in that here in Angle and Volkers, or you're a multifamily home in one socket. We also do specialize in that as well too. Anything residential, anything investment wise that revolves around residential, that's what we cover here. And we're glad you're here listening. 401-359-2338. Give me a call. I'm Emilio Desperado. Happy to help you out. Again, 401-359-2338. I know that uh, the phone is ringing. Mike Auger is here. I'm going to let Mike take it away and discuss uh, you know, what to do with an inspection report and what not to do with an inspection report. Uh, Mike Auger, welcome to the show. So, hi, this is Mike with Patriot Property Inspections here. And this week's topic is going to be what is a home inspection for and almost as importantly, what is it not for? So we get a lot of people that don't really even know what a home inspection is. You've got customers out there who know they should get one because they're buying a house. And based on the name of it, you kind of know what it is. You're bringing in an inspector to inspect the house. But really, what is it for and what is it not for? That's what we're going to dive into today. So first, let's give a, a basic definition of a home inspection. So what is the home inspection? It's a comprehensive inspection of the house where the inspector is going to look at items 
that are the structural, the mechanical uh, items in the house. They're also going to be looking a lot of times for pest inspection items. It can include areas like the septic system or radon testing and whatnot. So it's a comprehensive visual inspection where the inspector or the inspection company is going to go through the house system by system, and they're going to identify the items, and they're basically going to describe those items to the client. So they're going to look at approximately how old these items are. We'll talk about the estimated lifespan of these items, and of course, the conditions. So anything that's broken, something that's not functioning as it's designed, or something that is at or beyond the end of its useful lifespan, those are going to be considered material defects. So the inspector is going through the house and giving all that information to a potential buyer or in some cases to a seller. The purpose is simply to educate the buyer so they know what they're buying and and they know exactly what they're getting, they know what they're not getting, and they know the condition of everything. It's important because when you're buying a house, it's not just can you afford to buy the house, but you have to to, to be able to afford to maintain the house going forward. So that's really what we're doing. And then we're educating the customer on the house so they can be, you know, an informed homeowner going forward. Now, a lot of people misunderstand what the report is for, and we get questions about what we're doing that are, uh, that are really not part of the inspection. So what I'd like to talk about is the first thing. A lot of people feel like the home inspection is there so that the buyer can negotiate the price of the house or they can make the seller fix stuff, and that's really not the design of the home inspection. So the inspection is not necessarily there for the buyer to try to negotiate the price down because we find a bunch of stuff wrong with the house. It's there to inform the buyer. Now, the, um, the seller typically will provide a disclosure as part of their, their due diligence, and it is something that happens often where items are found in the inspection report where uh, they weren't disclosed, so it's a surprise. Now, these items at times can be negotiated between the buyer and the seller, which, which is fine, but it's not the intent of the inspection report. The intent is just information. Something else that the inspection report is not is it's not necessarily a list of items that the seller has to fix. The only time that becomes the case basically is brand new construction. So if you're buying a brand new house, there should be no wear and tear. There should be nothing broken because nobody's lived in the house. So those houses, in essence, should basically be virtually perfect. Other than that, it's a used house. There's going to be wear and tear. There's going to be scuffs on the floor. There's going to be finish that's worn on the kitchen cabinets and things like that. Those type of items are not really considered material defects. Now, the older the house is, or sometimes the, the, the better the price point the buyer is getting, uh, it might be assumed that there's going to be things broken in the house. For the most part, the buyer is going to inherit a large chunk of those things. You move in, you've got window locks that may not work, you've got doors that rub, you've got torn screens, uh, maybe a leaky faucet, things like that. These are normal items that you find in a house that still uh, are considered defective, but they're not big deal items. So as a buyer, um, a lot of times we'll have the buyer going through the inspection with us, and they'll ask us, well, whose job is it to fix all this stuff? Well, that's something that can be negotiated, but prepare as a buyer that a lot of the stuff is probably going to fall to you as the new homeowner. Seller's not going to fix every little thing that we find for the most part. So just be aware of that. Now, sometimes we find ourselves... Um, we find items like asbestos or find a, a, a plumbing leak that's causing some water damage, um, or we find that uh, an expensive system is not functioning. And these are items that the new buyer may not have the means to remedy uh, in the time frame that they need to be done. So these are usually the things that a buyer will, with the help of their real estate agent, uh, 
try to negotiate with the seller so they can still make an equitable transaction. And then if you can't get it negotiated, well, sometimes it's, um, it's not the, the house for you, and you may have to terminate the agreement because maybe you don't have the money for a new heating system, for example, but the heating system doesn't work, and the seller doesn't want to put one in. Well, you know, something like that may be an impasse where you're just not going to get a deal done here, and that's okay. We're looking at another house. Um, another thing is that we get asked this all the time. I got this email this morning from a customer. The home inspector is not there to determine what repairs cost. As a matter of fact, the state of Rhode Island's licensing laws uh, dictate that the inspector is, is, I think, prohibited from trying to determine what repairs cost because the inspector is not the contractor that's going to do the work. So we get this all the time. So, Mike, we looked at your report, and we have 47 deficiencies. What would you say it costs to fix all of the defects in the house? Well, that question is something that is pretty much unanswerable. Uh, there's a lot of factors that go into it. What, what's the repair that you're going to do? There might be 10 ways to fix every defect that are all acceptable, so it depends on what, what you want as a buyer. Um, it depends who you call. You might get three quotes for a water heater, and you might get a number as low as $1,000 or as much as $5,000, depending on what type of water heater you get, what type of fuel it uses, and what company that you're using. So it's really something that we can't do when – you're asking, as a buyer, how much does it cost to fix everything? Can we sometimes give you a ballpark on an item or two? Yes, sort of, but we really can't know what these repairs cost. The best bet in that case is if you can get a price uh, or a quote from a contractor that might do the work, that's the best way to get a hard number to budget. Um, another thing that people ask us is, is this house worth it? Again, not part of the home inspection. The home inspector is there to describe the condition of the house to the potential buyer, but not determine if the house is cool worth it. Um, we don't know what the house costs. I can't know the market. You could have one house that costs a certain price point, and in Rhode Island, the way that our neighborhoods are in the different communities, uh, you could move the house a mile and a half in one direction and increase the value of that house by 50%. Conversely, you could move it a mile and a half in the other direction and the value could decrease just on neighborhood. And inspectors are not there to try to figure out if the house is worth it or if it's worth this much money. And also, that's what the appraiser's for. He's going to decide what that house is worth when you're trying to get your loan. So we can't really determine the value of the house or if the house is worth it. Basically, as a buyer, you need to know, can we afford the house? And then can we afford to maintain this house and keep it in good condition going forward? So my job is to tell you the condition of everything and give you an idea of what that house is going to need now and what it's going to need in the near future. So um, is it worth it? Move outside of our lane. Um, the last thing that the report is not for is it's not to have what I like to call favorable findings. So we do home inspections for buyers and we do home inspections for sellers. Now, my job when I'm working for a buyer isn't to find as much stuff wrong with this house as we can so that you can negotiate the price down. And conversely, when we're doing a pre-listing inspection for a seller, my job is not to make the house look as good as it possibly can and minimize items so that it looks more appealing to a potential buyer. My job is just to describe that house as accurately as possible and give everything the right amount of emphasis based on what the defect actually is. So it's an impartial uh, opinion of what is at the house. So we're not trying to cupcake it for a seller, and we're not trying to make it look like the worst thing in the world for a buyer. It is what it is, so to speak. So in short, 
The home inspection is just there to give information to a buyer or seller so you can make the most informed decision about your purchase, whether you're purchasing a house and, and you're using us for your buyer inspection or you're selling a house and you're using us for the seller inspection. We just want to go in there and give you accurate information about the condition of the house. All that other stuff, how much does it cost, what is it worth, um, all that stuff is really not part of the inspection. My job is just to educate you about the house. If there's more questions about what home inspections are and what they aren't, you can visit our website at homeinspectorri.com, or you can call us. My line is 401-578-4878. This is Mike with Patriot Property Inspections. Have a great day. Now back to the Despirito Team Real Estate Show on News Radio 920 and 1047 FM. Also available as a podcast on iHeartRadio. All righty. It's Emilio Desperado here on the Desperado Team Real Estate Show, and that music means only one thing. We've got Jennifer Jaber with riblogger.com sharing the top five events happening here in Rhode Island. Welcome back, Jen. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. What do we got? So we're talking end of September and early October, which is wild, but um, the great thing is all the harvest fairs that um, start happening the first one being the 2022 Harvest Fair at the Norman Bird Sanctuary in Middletown. Um, that's October 1st and 2nd from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. It's been going on for over 45 years, and visitors have traveled far and wide to get to this one. It actually is a, it's a really, really great family day. Um, there'll be sack races, home and garden competitions, a crafter's tent, live music, tons of kids' activities, um, food vendors, and much more. So, and then there's two days to get there again, October 1st and October 2nd. Awesome. This sounds awesome. This is the Bewitched and Bedazzled Festival at the site of the Hocus Pocus 2 filming, which happened last year at Chase Farm. Um, I saw it happening in Newport, but it did happen at Chase Farm in Lincoln. And that's October 1st from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. It's a one-day family-centered event that celebrates fall and the, fam- the filming of Disney's sequel to Hocus Pocus. There'll be stage entertainment, vendors, costumes, psychics, contests, hayrides, um, live music, and again, much more. So another way to enjoy some fall activities. Uh, This, I am definitely going to this. Friday, September 30th is the Spooky Stories and Cider Tasting at the Tapped Apple Winery in Westerly. Um, It's at 8.15. You can join Seaside Shadows for an evening of history and delicious drinks, enjoy cheese and crackers, and a flight of four local hard ciders, and their hard ciders are are awesome. I've had a bunch of them. Um, There'll be wine tasting as well, while the storytellers entertain you with local lore, legends, the paranormal, and more throughout the region. So feel free also to come in your spooky best, and that's $35 per person. The Odium Theater in East Greenwich will be celebrating John Lennon's what would have been his 82nd birthday, on Sunday, October 2nd at 7 p.m. Um, it'll be with Beatles historian and breakfast with the Beatles host, Chachi Laprete, along with Beatles film archivist, Eric Taros. And the evening will feature never before seen films and stories ranging from childhood to rare concert footage, home videos, and much more. So if you were a John Lennon and Beatles fan, definitely, I think that's like a one of a kind experience. Agreed, I heard about that show, it sounds great. Yeah, because that's right down the road from you, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, right on Main Street, the Odium. They do a wonderful job. Great performances. 
it's such a cool venue too. I just love like even when like from the outside and the inside is just so cool. And last but not least, Sunday, October 2nd is the Ocean Mist October Mist Beer Fest from 2 to 8 p.m. Um, there'll be live music with Dennis Poliski and playing your favorite polka hits. There'll be pretzels and bratwurst, of course, as well as featured breweries, including Shades On, Whalers, and Union Station. So, again, a all-day celebration of all things October and great beer from local breweries. That's amazing. Whalers. I got to tell you, John, I see whalers everywhere. I was down in, uh, uh, what's that? What's that place called in Connecticut? Oh, Skip Barber. Uh, it's not Skip Barber. It's uh, Lime Rock. Lime Rock is a racetrack out in western Connecticut towards New York. And I saw whaler stuff everywhere. And everywhere I go all around New England, I'm seeing, you know, their banners. I'm seeing their bear. Delicious local beer. Whalers APA. It's good stuff. Yeah, there are people too. I mean, they because my office is right near there. So when they first started there, and they're just it's just such a welcoming place too, and um, it's awesome. I love Boilers. Awesome, appreciate it, Jen and uh, our listeners. You can check out all these events and more. Submit yours as well at riblogger.com. Again, riblogger.com. Jen, thanks for being here with us. Thanks. Have a great week. You're welcome. Thank you. What a great show today. I'd like to thank Matt Bates of Movement Mortgage for jumping on with us today, talking about the difference between interest rates and APR. Very good info to know. Bobby Paglarini with Pristine Lawn Care, uh, talking about uh, you know companies that have insurance and why it's so important to hire a landscaper with insurance. Good stuff. Jennifer Jaber with riblogger.com and Mike Auger with Patriot Home Inspections. Uh, the best home inspector, in my opinion, here in Rhode Island about what is your home inspection for, he discussed, and what your home inspection is not for. Always good content with Mike. And I'm Emilio Desperado, the co-owner of Engel and & Volkers and the team leader of Desperado team, helping you out here in Rhode Island, Mass, Connecticut, and with countries, uh, 32 countries, locations in 32 countries. Let me try that again. Whatever we can do to help you out, let us know. 401 401- Three five nine two three three eight again four zero one three five nine two three three eight. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. God bless you. Take care.